Broadcasting the fullness of truth. This is Mater Day Radio. KBV in Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF Eugene. And streaming at materdayradio.com. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. It's May 24th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so very much for joining us. Good morning. Well, good morning, David. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. I've got my coffee in hand, and I am ready to roll. I like that. How about that? We got a great day ahead, too. It's a good day to roll, I suppose. If yeah. You're gonna, if you're into rolling. <laughs> well, I am. <laughs> Let's roll. Uh, I love it. You know what today is? Uh, Wednesday. It is Wednesday. You are correct. It is a national day, and it kind of uh, piqued my memories when I read this. It's National Scavenger Hunt Day. National Scavenger Hunt Day? When is the last time you have been <laughs> on a scavenger hunt? Wow. Uh, I want to say back uh, probably in my high school youth group days. <laughs> really? It might have been the last scavenger hunt I was on. So we had some friends. This goes back several years ago, a birthday party, and they put together an awesome scavenger really? hunt. Really? Yeah, so... They were located, we were all out on their property. It was kind of out in, I think, Washington County somewhere. And we, quite a few people, split into teams. There might have been four or five teams. And we each, each team then was given a list to go get these items. And it was very well done. Whoever organized this did an awesome job. And we had to go out, I mean, into the city and get these items. So it was, yeah, I mean, it was not like little just here and there. I mean, we had to go out, fan out far and wide, and then get the items and then return to the home base, so to speak, and uh, see who got their items first. So it was fun. (laughs) I mean, we were cruising all over. To get wow. the items. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was, that's interesting. It was good. Uh, I do remember once, uh, it, actually it was kind of a lot of fun. It was a pitcher scavenger hunt. So it was all these different, you know, uh, things that you're supposed to try to go do. And we went out into the city. It was a high school one, of course, uh, and take pictures of it. They were back then. Oh, we yeah. were using like little Polaroids. Sure. Nobody had cell phone you know, cameras, but yeah. So, you know, stand under a bank clock at precisely this time or uh, with a taxi in a swimming pool, like they yeah. were all, and you just all yeah. went out as a group and took a picture of yourself doing it. And then brought everybody brought their pictures back to look at from the evening. That's clever. Isn't that clever That's a idea? great way to do it. Yeah. So I could see something like that being a lot of fun for a group of grownups to, you yeah. know, take a, take a picture in front of, you know, uh, the Timber Stadium and and sure. take a picture, you know, at, at uh, in the middle of you know 
the the yeah. foot crossing on you know things like that. The the mini park in downtown Portland. That's right. Yeah. Hugging one of those uh, golden dragons yeah. over there in Chinatown. See that that's a great way to do it. I have <laughs> thought about that. See now look at what you just thought of. I know yeah. what people are going to be doing this weekend. That's right. Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend too, so you got an extra day to do it. So. Well, there you go. How about that? National Scavenger Hunt Day. How much fun is that? Yeah, you put one together. Yeah, I think you probably think of it more as a, a kid's party sure. sort of thing. But no, no, adults can do it. Grownups can get in on the fun. That's like the, uh, I guess, similar to that would be the passport where you go to each brewery and get your little uh, thing stamped. Oh, See? I think that is a, yeah. a, a kind of scavenger hunt that more people in yes. the area would be interested in yeah. uh, in doing. Those are pretty good, too. That would be. Yeah, Add that to the deal. list. Yeah. Saying cheers at an outdoor... Uh, Little um, All right. beer garden. Well, see, we just gave everybody some great ideas for the weekend. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, that's it. There you a lot go. of fun. Always keeping that uh, young at heart see, that's, mentality. That's the perfect thing. Yeah. Absolutely. I could see how that works. All right. Well, there you go. Now you have your, your party plans for the weekend. What do you have coming up today? Well, David, boy, it's been tough news out of Mexico. Very unusual story where an archbishop attacked stabbed after mass it's very dangerous thank god though he was protected that's good to hear well noah is out with its summer forecast what does that mean for the pacific northwest we'll tell you coming up i like that and we'll see where weather's gonna go all summer long so we got a great show ahead for you on this wednesday morning here is curtis stephen and no ordinary day we are the morning blend right here at matzer day radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life wake up so early in the morning I yawn and wipe the sleep from my eyes I wake to see the brand new day is dawning filled up with new graces from on high hope floats on the winds of the morning birds singing for a God who does provide Dry eyes beneath the wings of eagles My heart beats, for it's great to be alive
That is Curtis Stephen and No Ordinary Day. Of course it's not an ordinary day. You're listening to Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend. David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday morning. Well, you hear him on Catholic Answers Live, very popular show. Been on Mater Day Radio for as long as I can remember. Well, Carla Broussard, he joins us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Memorial Day weekend kicks off the summer travel season, and Matraday Radio's Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from renewing your spirit with live Liturgy of the Hours from Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Matraday Radio's live broadcasts and podcasts of all our original programming, including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you'll find cool summer activities for the whole family on the interactive community calendar that integrates directly into your car's mapping program. Join the thousands of listeners who'll be traveling through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to MatraDayRadio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, spiritual renewal is just a click away on the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.13 at Mater Day Radio. Well, the forecast calls for sunny skies today, so a few clouds out there this morning, at least where we are at. High of 75 degrees, clear overnight tonight, low of 51, and then even a little warmer tomorrow, high of 83. There is a slight chance of a thunderstorm later in the day tomorrow, so All right. keep an eye out for that. Well, currently it is 52 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And 52 degrees at Holy Family Church in Portland. 
Well, have you ever been in maybe a tense conversation, even a debate on a topic that eventually boils down to the other person saying to you, well, that's just your truth and I have mine. It's an idea that I try to teach my own children that there isn't a version of the truth, right? There is just the truth. But now it seems like there's a new litany of seemingly absolute commandments that's thrown at us. And that opens up this new idea of not relativists, but now woke moralists. And I can think of no better person than to tackle this topic and expose this way of thinking for what it really is. Carlo Broussard's latest book is The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophy of Today's Woke Moralist. It is out by Catholic Answers Press. Good morning, Carlo. Thanks so much for joining us again on the show. Hey, good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me. It's a delight to be with you. Well, first, let's lay a little bit of groundwork when using these new terms, because we hear things like relativism and this woke conversation. And I sometimes have to even look up things like gaslighting because, well, in this new day and age, more and more things are thrown at us. So for our listeners, you're using this term woke moralist. So what is a woke moralist? Yeah, well, wokeism is sort of an umbrella term that traditionally referred to being awakened to the fact that particular groups of people are being oppressed, and the desire to want to free those quote-unquote oppressed people from their oppression. Now, on the surface, that's a good thing that we can all get on board with. Whenever there's a group of people that are unjustly oppressed, We want to do what we can to try to rectify that injustice and bring about justice. However, within our modern culture, wokeism has been used to label a certain view of oppression. Because if we're talking about oppression, of course, that raises the question, well, what do we mean? How are people viewing, quote-unquote, oppression of certain groups of people? Well, as I point out in my book, The New Relativism, this understanding of oppression is not what your common Joe on the street would understand to be unjust oppression. So, for example, within critical race theory, there is the claim that to say there is objective truth, right and wrong answers, is to suppress people, especially non-white people. For the claim of critical race theory is that objectivity is an ideologue of racism, racism to non-white people. And so the modern moral woke command of thy shall not be a white supremacist, when you unspin the modern spin, what you discover is that to affirm objective truth, like there is a truth for us to all know by reason, is to be a white supremacist. And so what you see there, Brenda, is that there's a weird kind of skewed understanding of oppression, right? Mm -hmm. Say there's objective truth is to be oppressive and therefore a white supremacist. And so that is a version of modern wokeism, right? A version that we want to not get on board with, right? Because we want to affirm objective truth. And so this is an example of the new relativism. The old relativism was in your face and blatant, as you put it, Brenda. You have your truth, I have mine. Right. But some have claimed that that relativism is gone, passe, it's dead, it's over and done with. 
because we now live in a culture of woke moralists. You can't be a white supremacist. On the surface, we're like, yeah, I agree with that. I don't like white supremacy. That's bad. That's evil. We need to reject that. But whenever you understand what modern wokeism means by white supremacy, you come to discover that it's actually good old-fashioned relativism in disguise. Wow. And so what I do in the book is I go through 10 examples of woke moralists or woke moral commands and unmask these modern moral commands to expose the relativistic thinking that's lurking behind them or better yet, embedded within the modern meaning of them, and then instruct the reader with some strategies as to how to refute these woke moral commands and the relativistic thinking embedded within them. So that's one example among the ten that I go through in the book, The New Relativism. Carlo Broussard joining us today. That is his new book, The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophy of Today's Woke Moralists. Well, Carlo, then help us understand this. You know, we use the authority of our church, and you're calling commandments. We've got 10 of them. But, of course, Christ (laughs) gives us so many more ways. You know, that's the authority of our church. That's the authority by which we Catholics say this is the laws which we live by, right? This is what God has given us. That is our authority. So what do these new moralists then use up to back up their authority of their new commandments? Yeah, that's a great question, Brenda. So uh, with for us as Catholics, we have the authority of Jesus and the Church and divine revelation, but we also have the authority of reason, where we use reason to come to know things about reality and about our own human nature and human behavior and what is proper moral behavior, even by reason. So reason is an authority that we appeal to. Now, those within our modern culture could very well appeal to reason as well as an authority for these modern moral commands. But what we discover, as I point out in the book, that when we use the measure of reason, we come to discover that these modern woke moral commands are not appealing to reason as an authority for these moral commands, because reason exposes them to be incoherent and absurd. And what they actually appeal to, Brenda, as I point out at at least explicitly within the third section of the book on cultural relativism, the authority that they appeal to for certain modern moral commands is uh, a particular group of individuals. So take, for example, thy shall not be anti-science, that modern moral command. It is often claimed that there's an anti-science bias within America, and this came up particularly with the COVID-19 issues. But what I expose in the book, Brenda, and what you discover is that people are not being anti-science. In actuality, they're being scientific. They're simply rejecting the conclusions of a particular group of scientists. And so what this claim, I shall not be anti-science, amounts to is, You are anti-science because you are rejecting the particular group of scientists who are in authority and have power. And that, Brenda, is not rooting judgments in reason. That's rooting judgments simply in their authority, which can be legitimately challenged by other legit scientists 
who come to different scientific conclusions. So it's not a matter of being anti-science. What their claim is, is you're being anti-our group. You're rejecting our group mm-hmm. narrative. Oh. And that's just a manifestation of cultural relativism. Oh, absolutely. And if you really want to blow their mind, just remind them that our entire scientific method, well, you can thank the Catholic Church for that. Mm-hmm. Carlo Bruce are joining me today. His new book is The New Relativism. Carlo, this has been a great conversation. I want to talk about some more ideas, some more of these woke commandments, especially because I sometimes hear it, maybe even from a child in my house, don't judge me. I want to talk to you more about it, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Indeed. And it is 723 at Day Radio, the morning blend. Thank you so much for joining us. One of the ways you can support Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, vehicle donation. All the information is right there. So if you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Monterey Radio's vehicle donation program. Really quick and easy. Again, just go to the main page there on our website, all the information, a couple forms to fill out. You're good to go and a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Monterey Radio's vehicle donation program. Information on our web at MonterreyRadio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with a Mother's Moment. Nothing is worse than a mom who's not happy. We're like a hurricane moving through our day, not with smiles and hugs, but commands and sternness. The other day, God sent me a gift. He allowed me to witness one of the most unhappy mothers in the grocery store with her children. To see someone else that upset and that bossy was an eye-opening experience, to say the least. In 1 Corinthians 13:1, St. Paul states, If I speak in human and angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a calashing cymbal. As Catholic mothers, we need to make sure we are not like that resounding, annoying gong, demanding to be heard, but offering nothing but a headache. Let us use our words wisely. The old saying is, when mama isn't happy, no one is. It's true. But the reality is, mama needs to step back from her emotions and reset her day with Christ. She needs a wake-up call to come home to her heart and refocus on what matters most. So when you sound like that gong, reset yourself to the melody of your heart. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help all of us when we sound more like a resounding gong than the loving mother we're trying to be. Amen. May we be a light to the world by being a loving and kind mother.
set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 727 at Day Radio. Well, what's the weather going to be like this summer? We'll give you the predictions coming up in the news. And more attacks against clergymen in Mexico. The latest, an archbishop stabbed in the sacristy after Sunday Mass. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Dana Catherine and Beautiful Love. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. It's getting harder to separate when you're farther. I feel out of place, out of place. It's like your gravity is beckoning, begging me to stay. And your beautiful love, your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful love, your beautiful,
is Dana Catherine and Beautiful Love. 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, a Catholic priest was shot dead and an archbishop attacked in two separate incidences in Mexico, a country that has seen numerous murders of clergymen. Augustinian Father Javier Garcia Villafania, pastor of St. Mark's Parish in the town of Capacho, a small rural community in northern Mexico, was shot to death in his car on a Monday. On May 21st, on Sunday, an 80-year-old man with a knife tried to kill Archbishop Faustino Armendariz of Durango in the sacristy soon after Sunday Mass. The archbishop told reporters that he was pulled down onto his side and that's when he felt the knife enter right above his ribs. Because of the attacker's apparent lack of strength, the wound was minor. Now, priests in Mexico have suffered much violence just as the population at large. According to the Mexican government and other sources, at least 50 journalists and 68 human rights defenders have been murdered in the country over the past three years. In that same period, 19,445 children and adolescents aged up to 17 years old have been reported as missing. The Catholic Archbishop have made it a priority to call for peace and preach that nothing can justify violence and that nobody has the right to take another's life. They say we ask everyone once again to lay down their arms and put an end to all forms of violence so that we can all be peacemakers. Well, what is our weather going to be like this summer? For all of us living in the Pacific Northwest, we have a 33 to 50% chance of seeing above normal temperatures in June, July, and August, according to NOAA's long-range forecast released yesterday. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration predicts most U.S. states are leaning toward a hotter-than-average summer. An extra hot summer is most likely in the southwest region, the Stansta region, where the uh, country's even their normal August temperature in the southwest, 90s. So, yeah, it's kind of warm there anyway. The only area not expected to see a hot summer is the Midwest. The outlook for those states is more of a toss-up with equal chances of above normal and below normal temperatures. NOAA's summer predictions come as meteorologists are on standby for an El Nino in the days ahead. Forecasters say there's an 80% chance the transition to El Nino takes place between May and July. Okay. There you go. Well, whether or not that hot weather uh, culminates this summer, fire restrictions are going into effect on May 23rd for all Bureau of Land Management public lands throughout Oregon and Washington. Now, the BLM encourages all visitors to be aware of active restrictions and closures as warmer, drier weather sits in around the Pacific Northwest. So starting May 23rd, which was yesterday. Yeah. So we are in this time period now. The use of fireworks, exploding targets or metallic targets, steel component ammunition, tracer or incendiary devices and sky lanterns will be prohibited. Now, these fire restrictions will help reduce the risk of human-caused fires. Those who violate the prohibition can be fined up to $1,000 and or 
receive a prison term of up to one year. Now, in addition, those found responsible for starting wildland fires on federal lands can be billed for the cost of fire suppression. Now, Bureau of Land Management manages more than 245 million acres mm-hmm. of public lands located primarily in the 12 western states, including Alaska. All right, good reminder there. Well, here's a reminder why it is dangerous to eat raw cookie dough. <laughs> State and federal health officials are investigating after four people in Oregon were infected with identical strains of salmonella bacteria after eating raw Papa Murphy's cookie dough in April. No one has been hospitalized or died as a result of the outbreak, the Oregon Health Authority said in a statement yesterday. Now, several cases were also reported in Washington. The four people in Oregon reported having symptoms of salmonella poisoning between April 1st and April 21st, according to health officials. Now, upon learning of the outbreak, Papa Murphy's ordered its stores to stop selling their chocolate chip cookie dough and raw s'mores bars products and started removing the products from its stores. The take-and-bake pizza chain also urged customers who bought the dough to throw it away immediately. Okay, so just a reminder, don't eat raw cookie dough unless, of course, it is a raw cookie dough recipe. Uh, We have that in our house. It's just products. It's made with flour, which the recipe requires you to microwave Mm -hmm. first because you want to kill any bacteria in raw flour that you're not supposed to eat either, but no raw eggs in it. Okay. So if you you have a need to have raw cookie dough, that's the way to go. (laughs) There you go. Netflix on Tuesday outlined how it intends to crack down on the rampant sharing of account passwords in the U.S. in its latest bid to reel in more subscribers to its video streaming services as it slows growth. Now, the combat password sharing, Netflix said it will limit U.S. viewership of its programming to people living in the same household. Now, those who subscribe to Netflix standard or premium plans, which costs about $15 to $20 a month, will be able to allow another person living outside their house to use their password for an additional $8 a month. Now, without providing details exactly how it authenticates subscriber identities or accounts, Netflix assures that everyone living in the same household of a U.S. customer will be able to stream TV series and movies wherever they are, at home, on the go, on holiday. Now, an estimated 100 million people worldwide (laughs) were getting passwords from families and friends to freeload on Netflix TV series. But after a year of lackluster subscriber growth that included its largest customer losses in more than a decade, Netflix putting their foot down. Okay, well, it'll be interesting to see how they enforce that. I, that's the thing. How are they going to do that? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. But, uh, you know, somebody must have obviously figured it out if they're okay. going to come out with this announcement. In sports, University of Oregon got an opening round win in the Pac-12 Conference baseball tournament in Scottsdale, Arizona last night. Uh, the Ducks rallied to beat Cal 3-2. to two. The six-seeded Ducks will take today off before playing number one-seeded Stanford at 7 p.m. tomorrow in the final round of pool play. 
Now, second-seeded Oregon State plays its opening tournament game this morning at 10 a.m. against the University of Arizona. The A-seeded Wildcats already have a win under their belt after defeating rival Arizona State 12-3 yesterday. In other tournament games on Tuesday, USC beat UCLA 6-4. So Washington plays the Bruins this afternoon in the Huskies opener. Well, knowing, loving, and serving God is what living our faith is all about. It's right from the St. Joseph Catechism, which many of us were taught as little kids and have used within our own family. When we take this seriously in our daily lives, we can make a big difference for others. Doing so also helps us to evangelize those who are away from the faith to come back. Now, Anne DeSantis at EpicPew.com gives three simple steps to love God more in daily life. First, she says, know God, as in K-N-O-W, God, know him. Knowing God is a step one in loving him more. Knowing God also means we must learn as much as we can about our Catholic faith. Reading the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the lives of the saints, papal documents and encyclicals are great ways to begin. Secondly, she says, love God. And loving God means loving him and loving his people. Loving God also entails praying daily and fostering your relationship with his son, Jesus, and his church. And loving his people is a key way to love him more since we are called to love others as we love ourselves. And then lastly, she says, serve God. Serving God is when we wake up every day eager to do as he commands. Serving him means we put others first, trusting that he'll take care of us each day. And serving our families is a primary way that we can serve the Lord. And aside from family, we serve our friends, neighbors, those at church, and many people we do not know. And we can even serve our enemies and those who are lukewarm to us through prayer and through wishing for them the best. So knowing, loving, and serving God is how we fulfill our commitment to him and to love him more. It takes time and effort to do so, but always worth it. Through prayer, perseverance, and trusting God, you can love God more with these three simple steps. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday at 7.30 p.m., running until late into the evening, is a Pentecost Vigil in West Lynn at the Old River Pastoral Center. All are invited to a special Pentecost Vigil Mass to prepare for the coming of the Holy Spirit. Like the Easter Vigil, the Mass will include five readings plus the Gospel and will conclude with a long prayer and laying on of hands. Now, remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And we continue our interview with Carlo Broussard of Catholic Answers Live right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E-Radio as we pray an act of faith. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh my God, I firmly believe that you are one God in three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe that your divine Son became man and died for our sins, and that he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe these and all the truths which the Holy Catholic Church teaches because you have revealed them, who can neither deceive nor be deceived. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. And it is 744 at Mater Day Radio. Looks like it's going to be a nice day today. A few morning clouds and becoming sunny, high around 75 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low of 51, and then sunny tomorrow. Slight chance of a thunderstorm later in the day. A little warmer, high of 83. All right. Well, currently it is 51 degrees at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. And 46 degrees at Marith, Marist Catholic High School in Eugene. And I am back with the wonderful Carlo Broussard. Carlo is a staff apologist. You'll hear him pretty regularly on Catholic Answers. You'll also hear a little bit of his thoughts on different ideas. Well, right here at Mater Day Radio throughout the day, Carlo is joining me today because we're discussing his new book, The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophy of Today's Woke Moralist. Carlo, thanks so much for staying with me today. Hey, thanks for having me, Brenda. It's great. Well, in our first half hour, we were beginning to touch on some of these ideas, some of these woke commandments now that we're hearing. And boy, the, when you look through the table of contents for people who get the book y y right away, it's so obvious that this is coming at us every single day. And it's wonderful to have you to really tackle these uh, ideas and thoughts and really point out well, what's hiding behind the idea. You know, Carlo, this idea you talk about, we've heard this relativism. Oh, it's all relative. It, there's your truth and there's my truth. But the yeah. idea of this, these new moralists have kind of taken and replaced those ideas. Explain how that's happened. Yeah, so I think what happened is, you know, we had relativism, which sort of gutted our minds of truth, and so there was a vacuum, and that vacuum needed to be filled up, and it's, and it's filled up with these modern moral commands. But what you discover, as I point out in the book, Brenda, is that what we are experiencing 
in many of these cases is the wicked offspring of relativism, right? Because consider this, Brendan, within the mental world of relativism where there is no truth, right? There can be no persuasion of minds. If there's no truth, then there's no reality for the mind to conform to. So you can't go around trying to persuade people's minds to accept the truth. So what is left? All that's left is a sheer conflict of will. And so the only one that's going to win the day is the will with the more power, the voice who is the loudest, the one who can scream the loudest, the one who is the strongest. And persuasion of mind is entirely off of the table and is no longer sought after as a good thing to try to persuade people's minds. And this is exactly what we are experiencing within our culture today, Brenda, Thy shall not misinform, right? Any opposing view of the established consensus of the powers that be and the narrative that they are constructing and telling, they are canceled, they are shut down, they are silenced. Why? Because persuasion of mind is not available. It's not an option anymore. That smacks of relativism. If it's not full-blown relativism, at least it's practical relativism. That is to say, Truth might as well not exist, because it doesn't matter. All that matters is the one who has the power to shut down opposing voices who are offering reasoned, persu- reasoned and charitable critiques of the established narrative. Uh, thy, shall, uh, thy shall not be a judgmental, hateful bigot. Oh, sure. You know, Carla, let's talk a little bit about that one, because, boy, you know, even I bristle a little bit about I don't want to be judged. I'm more than happy to say, oh, yes, I I am a sinner. I know that. But don't point out any of my specific sins. Boy, ooh, now you're you're casting a judgment on me. But, yeah, it's going even a little bit deeper than that. that. Talk a little bit more about what that means. Right. So what I point out in the book is notice what's going on whenever we as a Christian are labeled as a judgmental, hateful bigot, we are labeled so simply because we've critically analyzed a particular lifestyle choice. We said, you know what, that behavior, that's not good for us as human beings. That's immoral, right? That's wrong. And then all of a sudden, we're labeled as being judgmental. Notice there, Brenda, we were perceived as attacking the motivations and the culpability of the person. The behavior and the lifestyle choice is no longer allowed to be a target for critical analysis, and it's entirely off of the table. And all that's left is the person. So any negative moral evaluation that we have of a behavior is perceived merely as an attack against the person. Hmm. And that, unfortunately, is the wicked offspring, again, of good old-fashioned moral relativism. Because in moral relativism, guess what? There's no right or wrong human behavior. It's just differences, right? And oh. so you can't, you can't criticize any particular human behavior and say that's wrong in moral relativism. The same is practically playing out in these modern moral commands, for example, you shouldn't be a judgmental, hateful bigot. In other words, if you criticize, you can't be criticizing human behavior because that's an off the table. To mm-hmm. do so is to attack the person, and that's the wicked offspring of moral relativism. And of course, Brenda, as you know, 
all we're doing is making judgments about the human behavior, which everybody does. Exactly. How many people say racism is bad? That's judging a human behavior and saying that's bad. What we are not judging is the individual's motivations or culpability. That's something that we leave to God. Well, that is some of what you will learn in Carlo's new book, The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophies of Today's Woke Moralists. You can find it on the website at Catholic Answers. All right, Carlo, you you found all of these areas and you talk so just profoundly about each one and really enlighten us. But look, now me as a parent, I think about my children growing up in this world. I have a grandchild on the way. I think about what are we setting up for them in the future? If nothing is absolute truth, if there are no rules specifically for anybody, well, that means that eventually, I mean, you look down the road, 5, 10, you know, 15 years. What is our society going to look like? What are we going to be allowing in the world because of this if we don't stop it? I mean, how do we live this to its conclusion or maybe get us on a on the a right track again? What what are we left with now? Yeah, well, what we're left with is what we're experiencing now. And the ones who have offices and positions of power, their might is making right. Their might is determining the quote-unquote truth. Of things and any critical response and challenge in response is silence and squashed. And that's the essence of tyranny. And that's what we're beginning to experience within our culture today. How can we respond and try to change the tides? I think, Brenda, it, it all boils down to doing what our Lord did, looking to our Lord and getting on the ground, uh, rubbing shoulders with people and talking to them, inviting them to consider the beauty of reality and truth. And the way to do that is to expose the insanity and absurdities that are embedded within these modern moral commands. And I'm optimistic, uh, Brenda, that I think the pilot light of reason is still on for a lot of people. Mm. And that if we fan that flame, that reason will come to recognize the absurdity of the insane, right? and begin to go back towards uh, a life of sanity. And, and, we, and that just that requires us being very persuasive and kind and natural conversation of pointing out these absurdities of uh, modern woke moral commands. Oh, and that pendulum cannot swing back soon enough. Carlo, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for writing this wonderful book. We'll listen to you soon on Catholic Answers. Thank you, Brenda. And again, that is Carlo Broussard. So the name of his book, The New Relativism, Unmasking the Philosophy of Today's Woke Moralist. It is out by Catholic Answers. I will be sure to add a link on the podcast of this interview where you can get right to Catholic Answers Bookstore. You can purchase a copy for yourself or please use one of our wonderful Catholic local bookstores. I'm sure they'll get a copy for you as well. You can find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. Well, Catholic Answers Live, one of the many wonderful programs you will hear right here on Mater Day Radio. You've got Living Stones, Voice of the Shepherd, Blazing the Trail, Live with Passion, View from the Pew, 
All of them just great programs. Go to our website, click on the programming page. You can put yourself out a full programming schedule. Information at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Here's my challenge for you today. Make the people around you know you're grateful for them. Make them feel loved, valued, appreciated. And the power to be a blessing like that, it starts with prayer. The other day I woke up stressed, tired, distracted by work, I wasn't queued up to be a blessing, but a drain on the people around me. So I stopped, and I spent a few minutes in prayer just thanking God for each member of my family by name, and it instantly reoriented me. It's just so easy to go through the day treating people like you're taking them for granted when you are. Get intentional about treating your greatest gifts from God, those people around you, every day like their gifts. When we're intentional about that, it creates an atmosphere where people feel safe and loved and where the family starts to feel a little like heaven on earth. As the ancient chant says, Ubi caritas et amor Deus ibi est. Where charity and love are, God is there. For more from my book, I Am, visit rewriteyourname.com. I'm Chris Stefanik from Real Life Catholic. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 at Mater Day Radio. And what the U.S. Surgeon General is saying about social media and kids. We'll have that for you in the news. And the lake is open. The city of Detroit says, come on out, enjoy the water and help the local economy recover. I'll tell you about that story coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. The holiest men and women were willing to give up many things in order to dedicate their lives more fully to God. Good food, warm beds, and entertainment were practically alien concepts to some of the saints who practiced severe austerities. But what about living space? Today, we celebrate the feast of St. Simeon Stylites the Younger, who spent most of his life on top of a pillar. 
Simeon is an odd saint in a couple of ways. For one thing, what might look like his last name is actually a title. A stylite is an extreme aesthetic who chose to live on top of a pillar or a stylos for an extended period of time, often years or decades. That, and he's the second saint to bear the same name, and is sometimes confused with Simeon Stylites the Elder, who died before he was born. Simeon the Younger was born in 521 in Antioch, or modern-day Turkey. His father died when he was only six years old. His mother, Martha, who would later also become a saint, allowed him to enter the guardianship of a monk named John, who lived nearby. Under his guardian's tutelage, Simeon was drawn to an aesthetic lifestyle, and when he was seven years old, he began to live atop a pillar. Separated from society and even to an extent his own religious community, Simeon's reputation grew. People were inspired by the strength of will he demonstrated at such a young age. He remained upon the pillar until he was 11, at which point he moved to a higher pillar, which was 40 feet off the ground. Simeon's seemingly non-existent concern for his own well-being created endless worries for John. His guardian reigned in the young aesthetic's practice for fear that he would hurt himself by neglecting his personal needs. However, John died eight years later, enabling Simeon to live a life of extreme self-sacrifice. He spent half of every day reading scripture and writing works of his own. When the sun went down, he would often spend the entire night in continuous prayer. In time, Simeon's wisdom was sought after by many. In order to guide those who came to him, he entered into the priesthood. He established a monastery near Antioch and in a place known by some as the Hill of Wonders, so-called because of the increasing number of miracles being attributed to him. A pillar was put in place within the monastery so that he would be part of the community. When he celebrated mass, those participating would take turns climbing a ladder to receive communion. Simeon continued to live and work from atop his pillar until around 596 when he foresaw his end, gave a farewell talk to his brethren, and later died peacefully in his sleep. He was about 75 and had lived 68 of those years on a pillar. Exerting self-control and lifestyle sacrifices is a good practice, but one that many of us don't think we can possibly come close to doing like St. Simeon. He received his calling at an extremely young age and began to carry it out immediately. So many other people, saints included, spend a large part of their life not knowing what God is calling them to do. The important thing is that we listen and be ready to answer that prompt. Whether it's when you're six years old or 60, St. Simeon Stylites the Younger, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis asked Catholics Wednesday to pray that the gospel can be fully and freely shared in China. At the end of his general audience, the Pope recalled the Church's celebration of the World Day of Prayer for China, which coincides with the Feast of Our Lady, Help of Christians, venerated and invoked in the Shrine of Our Lady of Shashan in Shanghai. He said he wanted to use that occasion to remember and express his closeness to Catholics in China, sharing their joys and their hopes. Now, in 2007, Pope Benedict XVI proclaimed May 24th, the Feast of Our Lady, Help of Christians, to be a World Day of Prayer for the Church in China, which venerates the Blessed Virgin Mary under that title as the country's patroness. 
And in his conclusion, Pope Francis said, I invite everyone to lift up prayers to God that the good news of the crucified and risen Christ can be announced in its fullness beauty, and freedom, bearing fruit for the good of all the Catholic Church and all of Chinese society. Well, amid what he called the worst youth mental health crisis in recent memory, U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy issued an advisory yesterday warning about social media's impact on developing young brains. Tuesday's advisory notes that although there are some benefits, social media use presents, quote, a profound risk of harm for kids. It calls for increased research into social media's impact on youth mental health, as well as action from policymakers and technology companies. The advisory includes a review of the available evidence on the effects of social media on youth mental health, noting that social media use among kids is nearly universal. One study of U.S. adolescents between the ages of 12 and 15 found that those who spent more than three hours a day on social media had twice the risk of symptoms of depression and anxiety as non-users. Oh, that is so, so difficult to hear, David. I, Ah. of course, you know, have been through that. But you look at social media, and I've seen this comparison. What You look at a picture of yourself, say your freshman, sophomore year of high school, right? 14, 15 year old. And then you look at pictures online of 14 and 15 year olds today. They are like worlds apart. Mm. And what's funny is those are the pictures that you see online. But for us as kids, everybody looked like us. So we didn't feel like we were comparing against some ideal that just couldn't be achieved. But kids today, that's exactly what they're up against. Mm, It's tough. Well, a couple of weeks ago, businesses in Detroit, Oregon, were worried their season might not start on time, even happen at all. Water levels were so low and boats couldn't even float on the lake. Well, snow melt and recent heavy rain has now put those worries to rest. Detroit Lake is already open for the season. And the city of Detroit had a good winter with heavy snow all the way up through mid-April. And a cold and wet spring, though, did delay the melting of some of the mountain snowpack. Detroit depends on it. That, of course, was until a couple of weeks ago. The rise in water levels is a boost for the small town, which depends on tourism dollars. The mayor of Detroit has called the lake the town's economic base, Mm -hmm. since people who recreate on the water are more likely to wander into town and shop, maybe grab a bite to eat, get a little something to drink, too. Well, the town is still rebuilding nearly three years after wildfires burned down much of the town. About 80% of the roughly 600 buildings in the town burned, many of them homes or businesses. Now, business owners are hoping for a busy holiday weekend next week for Memorial Day. Marina managers said they have already rented out almost all, if not all, mm-hmm. of their boats. They hope river levels stay, stay high so they're able to stay open through the entire summer. I think that's probably a good likelihood. Yeah. Growing up in the Salem area, I spent many, many uh, months uh, going to Detroit Lake, not that far from Salem, really. And uh, yeah, just such a beautiful area, Detroit Reservoir, you go boating, water skiing, fishing, whatever the case may be. The Detroit Lake Campground, one of the busiest in the state. Is it? Yeah, it's a big campground, but uh, it, is, it gets busy. Maybe pull in a trailer, get some kayaks out. That would be a good weekend, you think?
think, David? Oh, yeah. A lot of fun. All right. I'm going to mark this down now. Well, it has not happened in a decade, but TriMet set to vote today on a fare increase that would take effect in January. It would bump up a regular adult fare by 30 cents, bringing the cost of a ride to $2.80. Now, fares for youth, elderly, disabled, or registered low-income riders would also rise by 15 cents to a buck 40. If approved, the rate hikes would generate an additional 5 to $6 million annually. TriMet says it needs the additional income to stabilize a budget that was rattled by the pandemic and a drop in ridership. Transit activists say uh, fare hikes will hurt low-income riders and are advocating for uh, just no fares at all. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler is also asking TriMet board members to vote against the fare increases and find other funding solutions. Well, Netflix on Tuesday outlined how it intends to crack down on the rampant sharing of account passwords in the U.S. Its latest bid to reel in more subscribers to its video streaming service as its growth has slowed. Now, to combat password sharing, Netflix says it will limit U.S. viewership of its programming to people living in the same household. Now, those who subscribe to Netflix standard or premium plans, which cost about $15 to $20 a month, will be able to allow another living person outside their household to use their password but it's going to cost an additional $8 a month. Now, without providing details how it authenticates subscriber identities or accounts, Netflix assures that everyone living in the same household of a U.S. customer will still be able to stream TV series and movies wherever they are, at home, on the go, or on holiday. We have Netflix, David, but we're only allowed one user at a time. Okay. That's what keeps us from sharing it too much. <laughs> only one person at a time can be on Netflix. And so, uh, yeah. So then there's sometimes a, a, a negotiation uh, happening in the yes. house as to who gets it when. <laughs> All right. In sports, the NBA Eastern Conference Finals, not over yet. Boston Celtics on the verge of elimination Beat the Heat in Miami last night, 116-99. to Down three games to none in the series. Celtics had to win. We're head for summer vacation. Jason Tatum led the way with 33 points and 11 rebounds. Series now returns to Boston for Game 5 tomorrow evening with every game a must-win for the Celtics. Meanwhile, Denver Nuggets, they're just kicking back, waiting. Just Nuggets, waiting. Yeah, what, Nuggets swept the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals on Monday to advance to the NBA Championship for the first time in the team's history. Can you imagine all those fans that went to the game thinking, we're going to watch our team win tonight only to... Yeah, watch Boston come into their yeah. into their house, so to speak. That's and, right. Uh, That's yeah, tough when take that care happens. Of business. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Catholicism in Australia. This is a very interesting history. Now, Australia was initially a penal colony for the British Empire, and many Irish Catholics were sent there, but were deprived of any spiritual sustenance. Now, according to the St. Columban's Mission Society, the infant church in Australia, it said, had a special reason for turning to Mary. No priests were sent to the colony in its early days, and Mass was not allowed except for one brief year. That was, of course, till 1820. And it was largely the rosary in those early days that kept the faith alive. So by 1820, the Catholic Church was allowed some freedom. In 1821, a cathedral in Sydney was dedicated in honor of the Virgin Mary. Now, shortly before this occurred, Pope Pius VII was detained and was a prisoner of 
uh, Napoleon. He was released in 1814, made his way back to Rome. Now, in 1815, Pope Pius VII instituted for the Papal States the Feast of Our Lady, help of Christians to be celebrated May 24th. So that's today. Yeah. That is the anniversary of his first return. Now, Australia now became the first nation to choose St. Mary Help of Christians as their principal patroness in 1844. And May 24th then became the patronal feast of Australia and remains a solemnity, though it may also be celebrated on the nearest Sunday. So the cathedral in Sydney has since adopted the title Immaculate Mother of God, Help of of Christians. Mm. Uh, I think that I would love to visit that cathedral. That'd be great. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And don't forget on this holiday weekend coming up on Monday, Memorial Day Masses at our Catholic cemeteries. Uh, At Mount Calvary Cemetery in Eugene, Mass is celebrated at 9 a.m. And then at 10 a.m., Memorial Masses at Portland Metro Catholic Cemeteries. Archbishop Alexander Sample will be at Gethsemane Catholic Cemetery in Happy Valley and Bishop Peter Smith at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery here in Portland. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. She's going to join us next. It's Miriam Marston from Blazing the Trails right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to His infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of His merciful love. O my God, I ask of Thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly Thy holy will, to accept for love of Thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. May 
Today is the month of Mary. Celebrate our Blessed Mother by praying more with Mater Day Radio. Our powerful prayer team is waiting to hear from you so they can unite your intentions to Our Lady. Go now to the prayer page at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or call our prayer hotline directly. 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or tap the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com. Let us pray for you. Throughout the month of May, Matrade Radio also honors our Blessed Mother with a series of insightful Marian reflections, her sacred mysteries that take us directly to Christ in the Holy Rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and Matrade Radio's three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass. May is the month of Mary, and it's a special time for more prayer at Matrade Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.14 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, patchy morning clouds going to give way to a beautiful and partly sunny afternoon. Daytime highs getting us right around 75 degrees with a nice breeze in the afternoon. That's just about as nice as it can be for a spring day, I think, here mm-hmm. in Portland. Overnight, we're going to stay clear. Temperatures drop to the lower 50s. Then lots of sunshine on deck for tomorrow. Temperatures getting into the lower 80s even a little bit warmer on Friday. All right. Currently 46 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Albany. And it is 52 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church out in Camas, Washington. Well, she is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 7.30 right here on Mater Day Radio, anytime on the Hail Mary Media app, and the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. We welcome to the show this morning, Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning, David and Brenda and everyone who's tuning in. It's great to be on with you all. Uh, always great to have you on with us. So uh, Memorial Day weekend coming up. Any big plans? Oh, I'm going to take a breath. It's been a busy yes. few weeks uh, just with work, and also I was moving. Uh, so all great stuff, but I'll be happy to, yeah, just take a little a little pause for yeah. a day or two. Hopefully a little <laughs> yeah. sunshine. Just get out and walk and uh, look at the uh, beautiful weather. There we go. Yep, it's been great. It got a little hot there. Yes, it did. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's beautiful, and um, gosh, just a, I just love the weather here, and um, yeah, just kind of soaking it in. So uh, Brenda was just telling me that this today is a mm. special anniversary for you. So a happy anniversary. Uh, tell us a little bit about that again, if you would. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, oh, God is God is so good, David. Um, yes, three years ago today, um, I was consecrated by Archbishop Sample, myself and my dear friend Skyla. Um, we both became consecrated virgins of the Archdiocese of Portland. Um, so I am just so grateful for this gift of, of consecrated life, the opportunity to uh, live out this vocation um, and to, to serve uh, the local church, to pray for the bishops, for the priest, and um, of course for, for all the faithful in uh, our local church. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can't believe it's been three years. I know. <laughs> I, I remember when, when it happened, and yeah. the thing I remember too, and I'm sure obviously too, it was during the pandemic, and yeah. so uh, yeah. I guess if anything, it does put a little more met- etched in the memory of the whole thing. It does, yes. I'm not going to forget it anytime soon, but it, you know, again, I, I, I really felt, I've said this a lot, that even though the cathedral was pretty empty that day, it did feel very filled up 
just with the prayers of so many people. Um, and so I'm, I'm just grateful for that. Um, and, you know, there was a silver lining, the fact that uh, it was showed over Facebook. Um, so folks who were tuning in to the Mass at the Cathedral that day um, who perhaps were not expecting to watch this rite of consecration, and they had a chance to see it, um, and so it introduced them to this vocation of consecrated virginity. So it was a way to kind of spread the word about the vocation as well. So that was, I'm very grateful for yeah. that. See, that is making lemonade out of lemons right there. <laughs> there we go. There <laughs> well, we go. Well, congratulations again. That's, that's wonderful. And uh, here we are coming up at the end of the Easter season. I know it's been a, a busy season for you, obviously, as the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony's Catholic Church, but... It ends on Sunday with Pentecost, and as I was preparing for the interview, I was bringing up some beautiful artwork, some Pentecost images of art throughout the ages, and again, it is one of those celebrations, if you will, that brings into our minds so many images, tongues of fire, the dove. I mean, what does it mean to you when you think about these images? Yeah, you've already hit on a few for yeah. sure, and um, you know I, I think um, there there can be a temptation to sort of think about the Holy Spirit as a as a kind of wispy, dreamy presence, right. um, yeah. and sort of floating through the Christian imagination. Um, but there's nothing kind of wispy about that strong driving wind, right, or the the tongues of fire. Um, that that is power right there, and that that is kind of hard to depict right. in in art for sure. Um, I think we we have tried uh, certainly, um, and even when we attend uh, the mass that day, we ourselves will will attempt to even by wearing red, for instance, we're trying to capture that that symbolism of the the fire, the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and yeah, you know, as I was I was praying about our interview, and I was I was thinking. Um, Oh gosh, David, just, uh, you know, that there was a, a definitive moment. There was a definitive moment in history that the life of Christ was poured out on the world and onto the church. And, and I think that is just so extraordinary that it, it actually happened. And I don't right. want us to forget that this actually happened. Um, and, and, you know, that's, this is something that I, I pray for each year, and I think with increasing fervor I pray for this, that we have a discovery or perhaps a rediscovery of the power of the Holy Spirit, um, and remembering that God, who is the source, the source of all holiness, He wants each and every one of us to be holy. And that is not going to happen apart from the Holy Spirit. And so that's why it's so important to remember that, that the coming of the Holy Spirit definitively happened. Right. <laughs> um, and not just that, there are moments in our own life where that can happen. Of course, we're thinking about the Sacrament of Confirmation a lot these days, mm -hmm. the, the, the moment of this outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon especially the young men and women of our local church. Um, <clears throat> but I know in my own case, David, at my own confirmation, I was, I was fairly indifferent to what was happening at the time, and I thought, okay, this is a nice sort of milestone to go through, sort of a, a rite of passage, so to speak. Right. Um, 
But it took me a few years to, to be able to look back and realize what actually happened at my confirmation. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, I'm ready to be confirmed. And I'm like, no, it already happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so at that moment, it's as though that that power or that grace sort of unlocked or activated. Um, because again, we can be given gifts that remain unopened. Um, and so really, as we approach Pentecost, I, I would just sort of reflect on um, our own openness to receive that power of the Holy Spirit, um, to be able to fill, be filled with, um, with that Spirit that will make us holy, that will make us saints. Um, that's, that's powerful, and I hope that each and every one of us can have a renewed appreciation for what God truly wants to do in our lives. Uh, it's beautiful, and I think of it, too, as after Pentecost, then the disciples, they go out and really begin their yeah. uh, evangelization efforts, and that's something that we can look at Pentecost as well. Absolutely. David, thank you for mentioning that. Yes, the coming of the Holy Spirit is inseparable from the mission of evangelization, mm-hmm. that key identity of the Church. Um, <clears throat> so it is at this time, with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, the apostles are then equipped with the gifts that are necessary to then fulfill Jesus' great commission to go out to all the world and to baptize all the nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So they're going to need those gifts of fortitude and understanding and knowledge and counsel and piety and wisdom and, un- and wonder and awe. This isn't going to happen. This mission is not going to happen apart from the work of the Holy Spirit. So absolutely, this is a reminder um, that this is our 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 departure point. Right, <laughs> you know, exactly. we have our marching orders that in the power of the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> we are meant to bring the gospel to um, to everyone that we encounter. Mm, it's a beautiful thought. She is Miriam Marstam. She is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening, 7.30, here on Mater Day Radio, Hail Mary Media app, and the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. Miriam, great to talk with you as always. Have a wonderful Pentecost. Again, congratulations on your anniversary, and have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Thank you so much. You as well, David. God bless you. God bless. And it is 823 here at Mater Day Radio. Oh, David, I feel like Miriam's given us our marching orders. You got them. That's right. All right. Well, if you want to know how some of the saints, well, they lived out those marching orders, please tune in this weekend to your next mission from God, Julie Andurko. Well, they share that she shares the lives of the saints and as she always says, sometimes they got it wrong before they got it right. It, of course, coincides with Kevin and Carla and Sunday Commentary. What a great way to prepare yourself for the gospel readings of this week. You can find our full program and schedule. Just go online to matradayradio.com. You can also listen to the podcast of both those shows if you download today the free Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Well, is it going to be a long, hot summer? We'll take a look at the forecast coming up. And the clergy in Mexico continue to suffer from violent attacks, this time an archbishop stabbed after Mass. I'll have this story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Dave Moore with Song of Victory. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Dave Moore and Song of Victory. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news, a Catholic priest was shot to death and an archbishop attacked in two separate incidences in Mexico, a country that has seen numerous murders of clergymen. Augustinian Father Javier Garcia Villafania, pastor of St. Mark's Parish in the town of Capacho, a small rural community in northern Mexico, was shot to death in his car on Monday. On May 21st, that Sunday, an 80-year-old man with a knife tried to kill Archbishop Faustino Armanderas of Durango at the Cathedral Sacristy soon after Sunday Mass. The Archbishop told reporters that he was pulled down on his side and he felt the knife enter above his ribs. Because of the attacker's apparent lack of strength, the wound was minor. Now, priests in Mexico have suffered much violence, just as the population at large. According to the Mexican government and other sources, at least 50 journalists and 68 human rights defenders have been murdered in the country over the past three years. In the same period, 19,445 children and adolescents aged up to 17 years old have been reported as missing. Now, Catholic bishops have made it a priority to call for peace and preach that nothing can justify violence and that nobody has the right to take another's life. Well, what is our weather going to be like this summer? For all of us living in the Pacific Northwest, we have a 33 to 50 percent chance of seeing above normal temperatures in June, July, and August, according to NOAA's long-range forecast released yesterday. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration predicts more U.S. states are leaning toward a hotter-than-average summer. An extra hot summer is most likely in the southwest region of the country, where even normal August temperatures are in the 90s. Now, the only area not expected to see a hot summer is the Midwest. The outlook for those states is more of a toss-up with equal chances of above-normal and below-normal temperatures. NOAA's summer predictions come as meteorologists are on standby for an El Nino in the days ahead. Forecasters say there's an 80% chance the transition to El Nino takes place between May and July. And fire restrictions go into effect on May 23rd? Yesterday, for all Bureau of Land Management public lands throughout Oregon and Washington, the BLM encourages all visitors to be aware of active restrictions and closures as warmer, drier weather sets in across the Pacific Northwest. So starting yesterday, the use of fireworks, exploding targets or metallic targets, steel component ammunition, tracer or incendiary devices, and sky lanterns will be prohibited. Now, these fire restrictions will help reduce the risk of human-caused fires. Now, those who violate the prohibition can be fined up to $1,000 and or receive a prison term of up to one year. And those found responsible for starting wildland fires on federal lands, they can be billed for the cost of fire suppression. It's a sky lantern, one of those floating... I think so, yeah. yeah. Those always... I don't care where you are in the world, those always seem just a a little bit dangerous. Yeah, I know. Light that thing on fire and then just set it loose into the sky. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, don't do it. 
Well, here's a reminder why it is dangerous to eat raw cookie dough. State and federal health officials are investigating after four people in Oregon were infected with identical strains of salmonella bacteria after eating raw Papa Murphy's cookie dough in April. Now, no one has been hospitalized or died as a result of the outbreak, the Oregon Health Authority said in a statement yesterday. Now, several cases were also reported in Washington. The four people in Oregon reported having symptoms of salmonella poisoning between April 1st and April 21st, according to health officials. Upon learning of the outbreak, Papa Murphy's ordered its stores to stop selling their chocolate chip cookie dough and raw s'mores bars products and started removing the products from its stores. The take-and-bake pizza chain also urged customers who bought the dough to throw it away immediately. Well, a couple of weeks ago, businesses in Detroit, Oregon, were worried their seasons might not start on time or happen at all. Water levels were so low that boats couldn't even float on the lake. Now, snow melt and recent heavy rains has now put those worries to rest. Detroit Lake is already open for the season. Now, the city of Detroit had a good winter with heavy snow all the way up through mid-April. A cold and wet spring, though, delayed the melting of some of the mountain snowpack Detroit depends on until a couple of weeks ago. Now, the rise in water levels is a boost for the small town, which depends on tourism dollars. The mayor of Detroit has called the lake the town's economic base since people who recreate on the water more likely to wander into town to shop grab a bite to eat so the town is still rebuilding nearly three years after wildfires burned down much of the town about 80 percent of the roughly 600 buildings in the town burned now business owners are hoping for a busy holiday weekend next memorial day marie and managers say they have already rented out most if not all of their boats They hope river levels stay high so they're able to stay open through the entire summer season. Mm, That would be great. Now, have you ever driven through the area there? I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, just, of course, I-5, but you've got to get off of the highway a little bit. You're taking Salem East, uh, going through the uh, Santa Ann Pass. Okay. Up to Hoodoo Ski Bowl would be up in that area, and then you pop down into Sisters on on the east side of the Cascades. Beautiful area. I remember driving through there the first time after the wildfires. Unbelievable. Really? Somebody, so I, I know the area so well growing up there, and yeah, it was just devastating to see. So hmm. very happy to hear them starting to rebound. Excellent. In sports, University of Oregon got an opening round win at the Pac-12 Conference Baseball Tournament in Scottsdale, Arizona last night. Ducks rallied to beat Cal 3-2. Six-seeded Ducks will take today off before playing number one-seeded Stanford at 7 p.m. tomorrow in the final round of pool play. Now, second-seeded Oregon State plays its opening tournament game this morning at 10 a.m. against the University of Arizona, the A-seeded Wildcats already have a win under their belt after defeating rival Arizona State 12-3 yesterday. In the other tournament game on Tuesday, USC beat UCLA 6-4. Washington plays the Bruins this afternoon. It's the Huskies opener as well. Well, knowing, loving, and serving God is what our living our faith is all about. It's right from the St. Joseph Catechism, which many of us were taught as little kids and used within our own family. Now, when we take this seriously in our daily lives, we can make a big difference for others. And doing so also helps us to evangelize those who are away from the faith to come back. And DeSantis at EpicPew.com gives us three simple steps to love God more in daily life. 
First, she said, it's important that we are knowing God. Now, knowing God is step one in loving him more. Knowing God also means we must learn as much as we can about our Catholic faith, reading the Catechism of the Church, the Lives of the Saints, Papal Documents, and Encyclicals are great ways to begin. To love God. Now, loving God means loving him and loving his people. Loving God also entails praying daily and fostering your relationship with his son, Jesus, and his church. Loving people is a key way to love him more. And then serve God. Serving God is when we wake up every day eager to do as he commands. And serving him means we put others first, trusting that he will take care of us each day. So knowing, loving, and serving God is how we fulfill our commitment to him and to love him more. It takes time and effort to do so, but it is worth it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On June 3rd at 7 o'clock is the first Friday Holy Hour and Social Hour for Young Adults at St. Michael's Catholic Church in Portland. The St. Michael's Art Group invites young adults from all parishes in the greater Portland area to engage in guided prayer in front of the Blessed Sacrament, then socialize at the World Market-themed Social Hour after. Remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Greenly is growing. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, you're going to find out right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Hi everyone, this is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. 841 Mater Day Radio, sunshine later today, high 75 degrees, clear overnight tonight, low of 51, and then a little warmer tomorrow, 83, slight chance of a thunderstorm later in the afternoon. Currently, it is 54 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 54 degrees at Resurrection Church in Tualatin. Well, Scripture tells us that there is an appointed time for everything, the time for every affair under heaven. And if we read further in Ecclesiastes, it says, I recognize there is nothing better than to rejoice and do well during life. Well, in his new book, author Anthony DiStefano introduces us to Greenlee. 
And in the pages of Greenlee is growing, both young and old celebrate the four seasons and how they align with the seasons of our own lives. Anthony is the author of many best-selling books, including A Traveler's Guide to Heaven and, of course, The Donkey That No One Could Ride. Anthony is with me today to share more about his new book. Good morning, Anthony. Thank you so much for joining the show again. Good morning. It's so great to be with you. Well, first, Anthony, I've got to say Greenlee. That's such a beautiful name. Tell us a little bit about who she is. Well, actually, uh, I have a goddaughter named Greenlee, and it's a rather uncommon name. And um, it just so happens that it fits perfectly with this concept for for the book, because, you know, Greenlee, I think, uh, while it's uncommon, it also reminds people of the word evergreen. And, and that's a theme of, of the book, which I'll, which I'll be happy to talk about. But it is a real name of a little girl who's four and a half now and was three and a half when, uh, when I first sold this book. Well, Anthony, we'll talk more about in the pages of the book. And we learn throughout it that as Greenlee grows through each season, well, it's really kind of a discussion on her own life. When you were writing this book, not only were you thinking about Greenlee, but were you maybe even thinking about the own seasons in which you lived your faith through your own life? Absolutely. This book is about everyone. Um you know, we, we do meet the main character. She's named Greenlee, and we meet her in the springtime of her childhood, if you will. But the book follows her along through the, the, the summer of her youth and the autumn of her adulthood. And at the end of the book, uh, Greenlee is an elderly gray-haired lady knitting by the fire in the winter uh, of her life. Uh, so the book really shows her whole lifespan, and it's supposed to be like all of us have a long lifespan. And I wanted to write this book, especially to show children that they shouldn't be afraid of change. Uh, Children and adults are very much afraid of change. But I also wanted to show them that every season of life um, holds the potential for profound joy, and that even even in the winter of our lives, uh, there's hope for a new springtime. And of course, we Christians call that new springtime heaven Mm -hmm. and the resurrection. So I think the ultimate goal of this book was to show children and adults, too, uh, that uh, there's a very hopeful vision for the future. Anthony Stefano is joining us today. We are talking about his wonderful new book for young and old alike, Greenly is Growing. Well, Anthony, you look back on your life, and I would say both definitely for you and I, we would not be in the winter of it, but really in just kind of this active season of life, enjoying and being able to look back at what we've been through and where we're going forward. In each season, did you kind of place in that some of the parts that really are the best of what we experience, both in our spring, in our summer, in our fall, and in the winter of our lives. Yes, I think, and I think it's such an important point to emphasize, especially today, uh, and even in, especially in this country where youth seems to be so worshipped. And as you get older, you are there's a tendency to dismiss people more who are older, uh, and sometimes, unfortunately, even discard people who are older. But uh, in every age of life, there are wonderful qualities. Of course, childhood is that magical golden period. The whole world is new. G.K. Chesterton said that inside those oversized heads of little babies, you know, is a whole universe, just like on the seventh day of creation. Everything is new. And and of course, youth is wonderful with, with freedom and first love and, and, and the fact that you don't have tremendous responsibilities yet. But adulthood is great too. You're you're at the peak of your powers, and you know you're um, 
your, it's your turn to run the world. And, and also, you're starting family, you have families of your own, and you, you have the incomparable joy, really, of raising young children. And, and finally, old age, while it is challenging, I mean, there's lots of physical challenges and health challenges. There's also plenty of ex- uh, pleasures to experience because you don't have the great responsibility of raising kids. Instead, you have the delight of, of grandchildren. And, and hopefully also you know yourself better and you've acquired some wisdom that can help uh, other people. You know, the tempests of youth, youth have passed somewhat. And, and, and finally, you're, more de- you're usually more deeply religious and closer to God when you're older, and that brings a, a tranquility and a, and a, and a peace. The, you know, the Bible says over a hundred times that we shouldn't be afraid. And the reason is that God has a plan. God's in charge, and we have to trust Him. And I, and I hope this book imparts that message by showing that, the, that there's nothing to be afraid of uh, when it comes to the passage of, of the seasons. And, and, and that's why at the end of the book, the most important line, I think, is it says, um, you know, brave the harsh weather and don't be afraid. The end of the year God also has made. I think that's really the, the key to the whole book. Well, Anthony, what a wonderful gift. I think for a child to go, well, my my godfather wrote this book for me. <laughs> and to see your name in these pages. Have you had an opportunity to read your book to Lil Greenlee? You know, I haven't yet, but her mom has, and a lot of other people have. So I think she's memorized the book uh, at this point. Uh, but I look forward to it. I'm going to see her in about a week. And uh, she, she, you know, she actually told me one time, you know, I, you know I, I, she said she wanted me to write a book for her. And I said, well, what do you want me to write a book about? I thought she was going to say something like puppies or kittens or something like that. And she said, Uncle Anthony, I want you to write a book about everything, everything. And, and, and I, I thought to myself, how the heck do I write a book about everything? And then I got this idea about telling the whole of a person's life. And, you know, I think that's, that's very important. Um, and it's a point I'd like to make for your listeners, uh, how important it is to have perspective. You know, hopefully this book will give some children some perspective on life. Children as well as adults often live too much for the present moment. You know, they care too much about instant gratification, instant pleasures. Everything is about, you know, me, 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 and I want this now, and if I don't get it, you know, watch out. But that's, that's the recipe for a very unhappy life. You know, you, you have to think about the big picture, because many times in life we, we, we can't have what we, what we want. In fact, many times in the present moment, what we get is pain and, and suffering. Um, you know, the old monks in the Middle Ages, they used to have a saying in Latin that I'm very fond of, quid ac ad eternitatem. What is this in light of eternity? What is this little problem I'm dealing with now in light of all the big things, serious things in life, like suffering and death and heaven and hell? Having this vision of the future, of the end of things, I think helps to make us better able to deal, to deal with all the irritating and painful problems that we encounter on a daily basis. You know? and, and, and it helps us to avoid being overwhelmed and avoid you know, suffering from massive anxiety. You know? and, and that's part of what I'm trying to, to convey in this book, I think. Oh, Anthony, you are really touching my heart and hearing all of that. And, you know, recently on The Morning Blend, we talked about how technology is really kind of taking over in some cases more than it should be and how people have replaced things like books and have gone to their screen time on their phone. This is a book, I think for sure, that parents and grandparents need to pick up and sit down 
and read. There is something beautiful, I imagine, as you as an author would appreciate and agree with, to have a book in hand and to sit down and turn these pages with your children. It's time together, for sure. Oh, for sure. And, you know, the point you just made is so important. And this ties into Lent, by the way. Lent is all about sacrificing and fasting. And this book does emphasize the the simple pleasures of life, not the luxuries. I think that in so many ways, we've all gotten used to living uh, a kind of artificial life. You know, whether it's a life lived through social media or through all the cable TV shows we watch or all the video games we play or the amount of time, you know, we spend on our smartphones or our tablets or or some of the scary things coming up in the near future, like, you know, virtual reality and artificial intelligence. I mean, as a society, we're just completely immersed and engulfed in this technology. And it's all artificial. It's all pretend. And a lot of it is just distraction from real life. I think that what you're saying here is very true, that you know, the greatest joys in life are still the simple ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, experiences that, we could, that can be enjoyed regardless of who you are, and regardless of how much money you have, what your politics... And that's, those are the pleasures I try to show greenly enjoying in this book, like running outside in the sunshine, enjoying the beauty of animals and nature, you know, drinking hot cocoa on a chilly night, you know, spending time with your relatives, your loved ones. And I think when, when people understand that the simple pleasures are the best, it, they're able to live more in a state of gratitude and appreciation. And because of that, they're already rich because they're, they're already living in a state of abundance, and, and that's a key to happiness. And, and, in, and in Lent, you know, we fast and we sacrifice, and, and in addition to strengthening, strengthening our will, that also helps us to appreciate things more. So I hope that the fact that Lent is about appreciating things, that we're giving up more, uh, will dovetail with the, the idea that this book is trying to extol the simple pleasures of life. Well, sure to be another classic favorite for every Catholic family, every family out there. Please check it out. Anthony, tell our listeners where they can get a copy of Greenlee is Growing. Well, luckily, this, this book is being published by Penguin Random House, so it's got a very wide distribution, and you can get it uh, wherever books are sold, to use the cliche, on, online, on Amazon, uh, at all your Catholic bookstores, Barnes & Noble, uh, pretty much everywhere. Well, fantastic. Anthony, thank you so much. Thank you so much also for introducing us to Greenlee today. Thank you for having me. And again, that is Anthony Stefano. I will be sure to add a link to where you can find out more information about Young Greenlee and where you can get a copy for yourself. I'll put that link on the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com and on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.53 at Mater Day Radio. And speaking of the Hail Mary Media app, have you downloaded it yet? It is free. You can go to our website, click on Hail Mary Media app. You'll get all the information. You'll get access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune in to live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. You can even sign up for customized prayer, reminders, and so much more. It is Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. Details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722.
That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying the Memorare to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, almost chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 856 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast today. Becoming sunny, high of 75 degrees. Clear overnight tonight, low of 51. And then sunny with a slight chance of a thunderstorm tomorrow on Thursday with a high of 73. It's currently 55 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today here is Ben Walther and Blaze. You are listening to The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio.
That is Ben Walther and Ablaze. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Wow, that's a show already today. Just went fast. Just moving right along. That's what happens when you're having fun, that's David. That's right. Thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend this morning. David and Brenda with you. We will be back tomorrow, Thursday already. Already Thursday. Zipping through the week. All right. We'll make the most of today because it's yeah. the only Wednesday we got this week. That is right. That is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. We heard Miriam earlier today. Well, her show, Blazing the Trail, coming up this evening at 730. Be sure to catch the podcast this afternoon. Well, you can listen to it on your way home today. We hope you have a very blessed day.